0: we yeah. yeah. Welcome in, Monday edition, the midday grind, coveted hour here on 590 The Fan. Martin Kilcoin, Charlie Marlowe, Jimmy Hewer, coming to you live from the balcony here at Old Hickory Golf Club, beautiful St. Peter's. It's the site of the Maryville University golf outing. And Charlie, we've got a Cardinal homestand and a roster move. It's time to learn a little more. About Ron Ravello, who has been sure. recalled by the Cardinals from Memphis. It appears Gyro Munoz is out on paternity leave, so Ron Hel Ravello has been called up from Memphis. 27 year old is a native of Havana, Cuba. How about that? A Cardinal call up, and I have to be honest, I'm not sure I knew who Ron Ravello was, probably because of the Stanley Cup blur. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and go with
1: that. I heard the name, and also uh, congratulations to Gyro. Uh, to on uh, his his growing family,
0: correct. Ravello was hitting three thirty three with nine home runs, forty two ribbies. Do ribbies count? Batting average doesn't matter. Do RBIs matter? Some
1: some stat people think nothing counts except for expected hypothetical outcomes. I like a nice blend of both. I'm not I'm not this hard and fast old school. Or hard and fast saber metrics I believe I, I I love the advanced metrics I still think players have a heartbeat and a pulse and that's very important in baseball. I will argue that till I die i I'm still Okay with RBIs, and I believe there are clutch players. We could debate about that another day.
0: Ravella will wear the number 47, which I'm okay with, even though it was John Mabry's number. It was Joaquin Andahar's number. I'm going to let it go, Chuck, in this instance. I'm not going to be number guy. They
1: gave away Hennessy Cabrera's number
0: already. He just got sent down. Uh, Cards and Marlins, (laughs) four-game series. Then over the weekend, it's the Angels in town. Albert Pujols making his return. There will be a lot of build-up towards that. It's a nine-game homestand. For the Cardinals, U.S. Open thought not just, you know, it was a great tournament because Brooks Kepka is going after history. He's chasing a third straight U.S. Open. It seems like whenever you watch golf on Fox, Brooks Kepka is the guy. Sort of came onto the scene with Fox a couple of years ago. But the winner, Gary Woodland, who stayed at Doug Armstrong's house last summer for the PGA Championship because Army is friends with the caddy. And the caddy is wearing a Blues visor. At one point, he had a mm-hmm. Blues logo on his golf bag, and it's just—it's the Blues world right now. And it used to always be the Cardinals world. they don't always defer back. Well, hey, it's ah, the Blues are in the playoffs. Yeah, but it's—it's it's Cardinals opening day. Hey, the Cards are in the playoffs. Yeah, that's bigger than the Blues home opener. It was, and now just for a minute. It does seem like it all goes back to the Blues. And the guy went in the U.S. Open, there's a Blues connection there. It just seems
1: to fit. And also, it seems like golfers are now these stud athletes. Look at Brooks Kepka, who was a baseball player back in the day. He looks like a football player. And Gary Woodland was a really good high school basketball player in Kansas, got a scholarship to play at Washburn before he transferred to Kansas to play golf. And both these guys looked like, more like a baseball or a hockey player than an old school golfer. A Blues logo on the
0: bag, the winning golfer at Pebble Beach at the US Open. It's the Blues world we're just living in it. We welcome in the Hall of Famer Bernie Federco. Bernie, I guess the first question we have for everyone is are you okay? Have you recovered?
2: I couldn't be better. No, I've not recovered and <laughs> it'll take me a long time to do that, but boy, what a wonderful weekend and what a what a response from the city of San Luis. I had we were just overwhelmed.
0: And I've joked that you're one of those people that myself or Charlie or Jimmy Hewitt or Frank Cusimano, we've all done it. Hey, what would it be like, Bernie? Hey, can you imagine that parade down, Market? I probably said it to you and Kelly Chase and Brett Hull 40 times each, but I don't think we really ever could have imagined what it would be like. I'm sure you had a little bit of an idea in your head, but at the end of the day
2: I said I think we had no idea. No, I think we had no idea. Um, Let's just put it this way. There's not even a million people in in the province of Saskatchewan. And and there were more people down there <laughs> than the entire province. So I think that puts everything in perspective for me. But it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't just the, 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 the numbers that were down there. It was the energy and the excitement. And uh, everybody was, was so into it. And I think that was was so special about it is that, I mean, there was no bitterness or, any, you know, it's one of those things where everybody was getting along. Everybody was excited. Everybody was on the same page. And uh, they've waited an awful long time. And boy, was it ever a, a wonderful sight down there.
1: Bernie, give us your one or two snapshot moments from that parade that
2: you'll always remember. Well, I don't think I only really have one or two. I mean, I, I just, I mean, just, you know, when you, we went around the corner, we always said this, we, what, what was it going to be like when you came around the corner on Market Street there and you could see the arch in the distance? And I think that's when it was really amazing. It was just a, a sea of people, a sea of, of blue and blue notes. And, and everybody would just, you know, went, went screaming at the top of their lungs and, I mean, I could not believe it, you know, seeing that, that the, the, just a the parade site going down uh, the parade route there going down Martin Street. And I think that was the one thing. And that was overwhelming. I mean, I had so many people chanting my name. And it was like it was like I, I could not believe what I was hearing. And, and I mean, I was worn out by the end of, of the parade. It was, it was just so much fun. And there was just so many people to, uh, you know, wave to and thank. And uh, to just I mean, I, 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 I'm still to, I still I'm, I'm speechless about uh, the whole thing that, that that happened. Have you heard from former
0: teammates? Obviously not everybody could be there. There were certainly a, a handful of alumni and a lot that live in the St. Louis area. But have you heard from friends in the hockey world and uh, former teammates? Because I think even before the Stanley Cup final, we had Big Walt on, and he said, listen, everybody wants the Blues to win. And he meant like the NHL community, like Boston's had it before. Everyone around hockey kind of knows what this would mean. And, and I think he was sincere. I'm curious who you've heard from or how many f- – is your phone still blowing
2: up? My phone is still blowing up from from all over. I mean, guys, are, you know Greg Millen. I mean, guys that played. I mean, I've got guys that I, I went to school with, guys that I played junior with. I mean, it just keeps coming. I mean, I've got. I didn't. I mean, I've had. I I'm, without a lie, have probably three or four hundred different texts from different people, and some of them I, I haven't heard from for years. So. Uh, it's, it it really is. It's been absolutely unbelievable. And I think you're right. Everybody wanted the Blues to win. I mean, I think everybody was tired of listening to the 52 years the Blues have never done it. Well, we've been one of the best franchises as far as winning games and winning percentage in the league for uh, the last 50 years. And and yes, we've not won the big one. But now that it's happened, I, I think that everybody's relieved. Uh, everybody's excited and happy. I mean, at the league level, I think everybody understands now. I mean. This city, uh, Martin. When you think about it, I mean, look look at the response that this city gave to the PGA last year. You know, we had the Winter Classic. Now we get to Stanley Cup. You see a parade like that. We have the All Star coming uh, game coming up for the NHL. I mean, uh, what does the city have to prove to, to uh, do more to prove that uh, that this is one of the great great sports cities in, in, in all of America?
0: And Bernie, looking back when they named Craig Berube head coach, you obviously had been around him. He'd been with the team for a while, but. What did, what did you know about him as a head coach, and what have you learned about him as a head coach since that moment? Well, you know,
2: I didn't know an awful lot about him other than I knew how he played, and I knew that he would get accountability from all the players. I mean, uh, Chief has always been that soft-spoken guy. I mean, most of the guys that play uh, with the hammer the way he did are really, most for the most part, are soft-spoken guys. They, they really uh, don't really rock the boat at all. They, they always did their jobs. They all what they could to help the team win. And I think that when he took over, I think we understood that he was not going to change an awful lot. He was just going to give the players some confidence. He was going to let them play. He was also going to make sure that if they didn't play, that they were not going to play. He was going to see that, Hey, I don't care who you are. You've got a job to do. If you don't do it, I'm going to put somebody else in your job. So I think the guys understood that right from the, from the, from the get go. Um, they all, I think got themselves into do a pecking order. Everybody knew what they had to do, what their role was. And, uh, I don't know if there's a better team that you call that's ever one that you consider a, a real team. I mean, no one other than, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly had a great uh, couple of series and, and he certainly, certainly was deserving of, of the conspite. Uh, Vladdy Tarasenko had, had his ups and downs and scored big goals when he needed to. So did Schwartz. So did the fourth line. The defense jumped in. Of course, Bennington was unbelievable, but everybody on this team uh, is responsible for a piece of that cup. And I think that's what's so fulfilling. Uh, for that entire team and for what Craig was able to do with, with, with the squad that he had.
1: Yeah, Bernie, I 100% agree with you. I remember at one of the press conferences during the playoffs when asked about the identity of the team, Craig Bruby said our identity is just that, that we are a team. Now, I'm just wondering how difficult is that in 2019 to to cultivate that because I think one of the reasons, not just winning the Cup, but St. Louis loves this team so much, St. Louis, blue-collar town. This was a blue-collar team where, like you said, there's some there's some great players, but it was 1-25, to 25, everybody chipping in. And I'm just thinking nowadays there's a lot of ego in sports. That's probably hard to get those guys to buy in like that.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, uh, I think when you look around, there might have been better teams out there, but they're, they're, you can't say one you one for all and all-for-one when you look at the other teams. So uh, there were no egos. I mean, they all checked their egos at the door. Uh, I mean, Vladi Tarasenko played his heart out every game. Gray and Shan moving from center to wing, back to center. I mean, there was a lot of different things that happened, and no matter who was put in the right role, uh, it seemed that uh, that uh, Craig had that magic, number for for everything that he was 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 rolling out there the dice were all coming up twirls all the time so I mean it was it was unbelievable and, and yes it's hard to do because I mean there is a lot of egos there's a lot of money that's being made by players a lot of players don't want to buy in and uh, for whatever reason I think you have to give a lot of it to the coaching staff because they were the reason probably that everybody was was able to buy in
0: and we were joking on TV last night that game seven almost doesn't get talked about because it's all it's been a party it's prayed. <laughs> So we went back last night and said, let's look at some of these moments with Bennington, who saved the season, saved the series early in that game. At what point, and you were in the building with us at the Garden, did you say, boy, this this is going to happen? I was afraid to think it when it was 2-0, but I felt that Petrangelo goal with eight seconds left. Rask gives up two goals on four shots. I felt that was a hugely deflating moment for the series, the season. But I get it. I mean, I get
2: it. You still got to wait. When did you think, boy, this is really happening? Yeah, any time, Martin, you get scored in the last minute, especially, I mean, we're looking eight seconds left. I mean, that was really a backbreaker. But I think even after the second period, when, when they, no goals were scored the second period, we all said to each other that, hey, the next goal is going to win this series. And I think that we all let the big, deep breath out when Braden Shen scored. That third goal was the most important goal. I mean, yes, Transo's goal really was the one that kind of broke their back. But when Shen scored, I think we all looked at his other. We had a big hug upstairs because we knew, the way the Blues were playing at that point in time, they were they were stifling the uh, the uh, Bruins. I mean, there was no room for the Bruins to go anywhere. And as soon as that goal was scored, we knew that the way the Blues were playing, there's no way the Bruins were going to be able to get three. They might be get one or two, but there's no way they were going to get a third one. So I, that was the moment that we knew that, uh, hey, this was really going to happen.
0: Bernie, we'll let you go. I know you're off to the airport. Enjoy it. And uh, sports is rarely fair. The hockey gods have been tough on this franchise. And, it's easy to say it now, but boy, it almost feels like it was worth the wait just to be a part of that, and you could feel the love, not just for the current team, but for the guys who've worn the note like yourself over the years. It felt like the embrace was real, the emotions were pure, and boy, that was a party for the ages, so I hope you and Bernadette continue to enjoy it the rest of the summer.
2: Oh, we will. It's, it's been a really special moment, and it's going to continue. I mean, it's—it's it's now we still are pinching itself because, I mean, this, this is really amazing. its It's really hard to believe, and We've waited a long time for this, and we are all going to enjoy this. And uh, Let's hope it's not just the first one. Or It is just the first one. That there's many more to come.
0: Yeah, now we know how to throw a We're all set now. We know how to do this now. We're ready. All right, Bernie, have a great summer.
2: Thanks, fellas. You too. Uh, all
0: right. Thanks. Bernie Federico, all class, all the time, the Blues legend. Uh, and it's got to be great for these players who were really good at what they did but never experienced winning, who were in big games but never the biggest game and who – Stuck around in the town and continued to do work on behalf of the team and shake hands and golf tournaments and visit schools. And it's all great because you're promoting the brand. But I think Strickland said it best. He said, this is a game changer for the franchise. And it's something, until you had that validation, it was always kind of the pat on the back. Well, good for the Blues. That was a nice little season. Oh, so-and-so wanted to work. Well, good for him. Pat on the back. Until you had something to put on the banner hardware to hang. I mean, it, it, I guess you wouldn't hang the hardware. Well, you could hang hardware. Sure. Go to Lowe's or Home Depot. But the point is it validates for all these folks what they've been a part of. And I think for the Federicos of the world who hasn't played here in 30 years, it validates even his Blues legacy.
1: And that's where, look, I know we're here in St. Louis. We're in it. So we have more knowledge about this situation than others. But I'm just trying to think back of some other curses or droughts that were broken. If you look at the Red Sox or the Cubs. And I just – I don't remember – it meaning as much to everybody else around the team. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's always going to be great for the players that win it. But again, it's almost as special to see the Federcos, the Holes, the Chasers, the Plaguers of the world lifting that cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, it means so much to the entire organization – and 52 years and literally the we be- bleed blue and the blood, sweat, and tears to everybody that's invested so much. I mean, when those guys who hadn't played in 10, 20, 30, 40 years are lifting the cup, you could just see on their faces how much it meant to them.
0: Like if the Cubs yeah. had won and Harry Carey were alive or Ron Santa were alive, I mean, it may have had a different little vibe from right. the outside, and the Ricketts' ownership was a new group. You know, it just had a, the team itself, the fan base goes nuts, but you're right, organizationally, this feels bigger.
3: Yeah, I mean the cubs for instance i didn't see ryan sandberg hanging out with the cubs going hey that was pretty awesome he was a cub hall of famer It's still alive uh anybody from that area i didn't see that then alumni just it was amazing i garth butcher i was like wow garth butcher i mean he played more games in vancouver than he did here and he was here uh we know chris bonger is a member of the florida uh, right. ownership group know, the team down there he was here. He was in the booth. He was there. I mean, that just speaks to the volumes to what those guys, when they come here, for whatever reason, they just get attached to things here, and it seems like it means more. Right? It's it's a corny thing to say, but it really does feel that way.
0: And I think Pronger knows, though, who's signing his paychecks. As, as we tried to ambush <laughs> him in the tunnel before they let us on the ice in Boston, he's there with Hull, Kachuk, and Jackman, and I would – my photographer, Brian Ledford, and I would go down the tunnel. I said, this is our shot. While St. Louis is celebrating, we can't get on the ice yet. And Hulley's like, no, no, no. And Frogger just looked at me and goes, no chance. <laughs> so I'm like, he is a Florida Panther I did, employee.
3: One thing that stood out, it reminded me of this. Where would you see a current NHL player playing in the league now with Robert Thomas, with his jersey, and I'm just talking about, I forget which Kachuk it was, but I saw a picture. He had well, – Oh, Brady was in the parade. Was it Brady? With, okay.
1: With I did notice, though, Walt. he didn't wear the blue note on the front. He turned it around. Right, he had the jersey. For Robert Thomas to kind of say, right. this is more about my buddy, basically now almost a half-brother who's been yes. living in the house. You know what I'm saying?
3: You would never see that in any other – anywhere else. Right.
1: I think, I think people's – allegiances
0: or loyalties that they may have to have because employment or whatever, we're sort of temporarily suspended. Yes, It's as I think Kelly Chase said on the morning after at some point, if this happens, rules will be broken. And I thought of that when I looked up the old Mike Shannons. It's about a three-story building maybe. There were people just sitting on the roof and, like, families and stuff, not just still photographers. And I thought, is that
1: safe? And then there were people at the
0: parking garages, the old – East and West Stadium garages, just kind of hanging out through the openings, leaning out. I mean, just the visuals like that to me are just drilled into my brain, just like people hanging on the street signs that are up high just to get a sneak peek. They probably had to repair some signage downtown,
1: but people just wanted a glimpse. And if you're a Kachuk kid and your dad is a blues legend and you grew up in St. Louis, it's just like T.J. Oshie saying, hey, once we're out of the playoffs, I'm rooting for the Blues. They drafted me. I played there for a long time. It's fine for somebody from another team. I mean, we all have other allegiances, sure. Right, to say, okay, if my team's not going to win it, that's the team I want to win it. And in
0: 2016, after they eliminated the Blackhawks in a game seven, that was the story that night where they said during the handshakes, Quenville told them all, go get the cup, go get the cup. Yep. He's a Chicago guy at that point, but he also knew what it would be what it would mean for them. I wouldn't mind at some point along the way hearing from those kind of people too, like a Quinville or an Oshi, how cool was it for you that's true. watching it from a
3: distance. And Bacchus.
1: And I'm sure they consumed it a little bit. How about that? How story awkward then? of a spot for Bacchus to, to watch the team you grew up with win the cup versus your team when you're a healthy scratch for the last couple of games.
0: Hey one of our great sponsors this hour Offenberg Hyundai, that's O'Fallon, Illinois. If you're in the market for a new car, make sure you go for a test drive. Hyundai, the brand on fire these days. It's a North American Car of the Year winner. Three times, I want to say, in the last decade, they have brought home the top prize. So Hyundai gives you a great car. Offenburg gives you great service. com, the website. Highway 64. It's an Al McInnis slap shot from downtown. I bet Chopper can still wind up and fire. I wouldn't get in the way of a Chopper would, slap shot. Yes. Uh, The point is, it's close to downtown St. Louis, O'Fallon, Illinois. Greenmount Road is the exit. Pre-owned vehicles, always a great selection. On the lot, cars for less than $10,000. Stop by, ask for Matt Offenberg or anybody on the team. They will take great care of you. And, Chuck, your lawn, i got to say, I'm not like Strickland. I'm not cutting your grass, which Andy accused me of during the parade because I was in a spot. Stealing guests, huh? A little bit ahead of him. Thinking you're a hockey guy now? Now, think of this. Here's the layout, like the grid, for whatever reason. Our particular spot was the first TV spot about coveted. About <laughs> Martin's
1: like I got Hull, Barubi, Petro, O'Reilly, Bennington. You can take Barbashev. You can take Sanford. So about maybe hundred feet
0: to further down is Frank in Channel Five, and then after that is Strick. So there was a lot of accusations of people cutting grass by Strickland. Once the parade
1: was over, <laughs> there was some grass cutting. But your lawn's looking good because. Because of the great grass cutting and work and treatment from STL Lawn Care. Check them out on the web, stllawncare.com. Call my guy, Tim Jankerson, at 314-974-5911 or email him. It is Tim at com. This is the second year STL Lawn Care. Has worked on my yard two years ago. We had all the weeds, the patches, and the brown spots. Plus, the grass wasn't just... Very green and healthy. Now it looks incredible. That rich green color. It's plush. The dirt patches are gone. New grass is growing. I also get my mulch every year from STL Lawn Care about a month ago. They freshened up the flower beds with that black tie mulch. They do everything. Mowing, landscaping, leaf removal, mosquito and bug control, plus retaining walls. It is STL Lawn Care on the web. STL Lawn Call or email Tim Jenkerson. 314-974-5911 tim at com. All right,
0: quick break here. The Midday Grind is live from the Maryville University Golf Tournament. We'll talk to the athletic director. We asked Jim Powers, who should we have on? And he said, besides myself? And I said, yes, besides you. <laughs> we'll talk to the AD when we continue here live on 590 The Fan.